Podcast Answer Man, episode number 149. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I have a full show for you uh, with lots of different topics. We're going to be talking about iTunes rankings, stats versus attention and influence, how to get those voice memo recordings that people are sending in from their iPhones into your show, and I'm going to play for you a testimonial that, man, oh my gosh, am I excited about. And also want to talk about my future in equipment sales. But anyway, I'm, I'm so excited to be here today. And f- f- I mean, you know, I'm excited every week. Uh, when was the last time I actually recorded a podcast answer, man, when I didn't say, wow, I'm excited to be here today? Because I am. I love podcasting. I love sharing my heart for the possibilities that exist in, in building relationships, extending your brand, and and just promoting all all around goodwill to the world through podcasting. It, it is totally awesome, my friends. And and I can I consider it to be a major honor and privilege to have you listening to the things that I say on a weekly basis. So I'm glad you're here. Anyway, I'm I'm also very excited. Tomorrow I am leaving town. I am heading out to t- to Nashville, Tennessee. Going to be staying with a good friend of mine, uh, Jonathan, who I've stayed with for the last three years. Every time I go to Tennessee for a podcasting conference uh, called PodCamp, uh, PodCamp Nashville, in fact. And actually, I know that some of you who are listening to this podcast will be there. And I hope and pray that you will come up and introduce yourself to me. I hope that if you are going to be at PodCamp Nashville, that you will consider coming to the uh, session that I'll be speaking uh, at. I will be doing a uh, I guess, what is it, a 30 minutes? I think I have 30 minutes or something like that uh, to, or maybe, maybe it's 38 minutes. But anyway, I need to check that out. But I, I'll be doing a session on podcast evaluations. It's a some of the same content that I put together in one of my uh, webinars recently. And, and I'll be sharing some of the most important things that I evaluate when looking at somebody's podcast, when when helping them take their their show to the next level. Um, and of course, for anybody who attends the webinar or the webinar, the session at PodCamp and uh, you want to hang out afterwards and talk with me, I'll, I'll be available and just, you know, just pump me for as much information as you can, because I'll be willing to just sit there and talk until I'm blue in the face about podcasting. And I'd love to help you out. And uh, it's going to be an awesome experience. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about PodCamp Nashville, but I, I've got a couple things that we're going to cover here today. Uh, all very important stuff, and and I would I would strongly encourage that you stick around at least till the end of this episode, uh, where you hear me talk about the future of equipment sales and and kind of some of the things that are going on there. But to kick things off, we're going to start off with a question from our good friend Dave Dufour, who has some questions about iTunes rankings. Hi, Cliff. This is Dave Dufour with the uh, Creative License and theater geeks podcasts Uh, i have a question for the podcast answer man um i was looking through the um you know the listings in uh in itunes uh, under the you know the search terms that seem to be the most relevant to me or to my podcast just to kind of see where my rankings are or where my where, where my podcast appears in the you know in the overall scheme of things in uh itunes and I I have uh, I, I just have a question as to whether anyone has any idea what the logic to the hierarchy is there. The uh, uh, theater geeks is uh, about well I don't know like a third of the way down on the um, uh, first page uh, if you search the iTunes store on theater for, um, in theater podcasts. But here's the thing, uh, you know there's there's podcasts that are up above, and this is the case with a number of categories that I've noticed where there's there are Podcasts that are uh, sort of the featured ones that are at the, uh, the 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 first page that you actually see where they list maybe two or three major podcasts and sometimes these are podcasts that well maybe they're popular still to some degree but they haven't actually published a podcast in sometimes as many as two or three years and it seems to me that that 
you know, it's not really a podcast anymore. It's, uh, you know, it's sort of like a canceled old classic, perhaps, uh, but it's, uh, it's not really much of a podcast anymore. And so I was just curious if anyone, uh, uh, you or, or if there was any resource that where, where you could actually find out what the, what's the logic here? Uh, it seems to me that podcasts that are actually publishing should be, uh, maybe a little higher on the list than some that have you know, quit for uh, well over a year. Uh, anyway, that's that's my question. Thanks a lot, Cliff. You do a great job. Talk to you soon. All right, Dave, thank you very much for calling in. And wow, that's a great question and one that's not easily answered. Uh, iTunes really doesn't give you a whole complete breakdown of exactly how they decide to list things. Uh, you know, and of course, if I'm wrong, if somebody out there does know of a resource that it's published very clear how they choose their feature content and how they choose their rankings and it's all spelled out, please do me a favor and email that to feedback at gspn.tv and I will be sure to update this information in an upcoming show to let you guys know that I was wrong. But as far as I know, there's no written documentation anywhere uh, that that can tell you the secret sauce that they use, the algorithms that they use to make all this stuff happen. Now, with that being said, what I want to let you know are there are some things that I can tell you. First and foremost, it's it's my understanding that the featured stuff, the actual stuff, when you just go to podcast and you see all that stuff that's featured and and new and notable and stuff like that. Uh, well, actually, the featured, the featured things are handpicked as far as I understand. I mean, they have absolutely no regard to ranking or anything like that. It's it's the people at Apple that actually choose what gets put into the featured uh, category. So even if you're number one in your category or in the top 10 of your category, that does not necessarily mean that you're going to be featured. And and I would even imagine if, if I were the people at, at Apple, of course, I, I would never put anybody in the featured category unless they had really awesome looking uh, you know, artwork in their store listing. Uh, because of course, this is something that, pe- you know, millions of people are going through and they're clicking through and they're seeing these featured lists and you don't want something ugly on the main interface of, of your iTunes listing pages uh, when you first dial in. So I, I know that having uh, bad looking artwork or cheesy looking artwork is probably not going to ever get you into the featured category. Now, in the past four years, I've had a total of nine different podcasts that show up in the featured category. Uh, so, and, and I have some, I have some, maybe if I could give maybe some guesses, you know, some educated guesses uh, as to why I got there. And I think that some of it has to do with how quickly you raise up in the rankings that kind of gets their attention. And also it has a lot to do with, um, you know, how many, you know, are, are people actively engaged with your content? Are they leaving reviews and, and stuff like that? So some of those things, if you, if you go in and you look at some of that featured stuff that maybe hasn't been published in a while, you know, what they may have is, you know, that they still see, even though it's not being quote unquote published, Literally thousands of people are still subscribing. Of course, people are still subscribing because, well, it's featured, you know, and, and depending on, you know, it doesn't matter if that stuff hasn't been published in the last year. If there's still 80 episodes of a featured podcast, there are 80 episodes of that show that you could download. And some content, believe it or not, is timeless. Um, but I totally get where you're coming from. But I believe that the featured stuff is, let's just say the featured, I think, is handpicked. And, it, and it, it's really just up to maybe even one or two or even a small group of individuals who, you know, plop those in and out of there. And so uh, that, that's my thinking there. Now, what I can tell you is about your ranking. Uh, and, and I can't tell you definitively, but I can tell you what I've done and I've actually seen very successful in moving me up in the ranks. Uh, and, and I'll give you the best example right now is the uh, Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. You launch a brand new show and you and you have an audience that you know will go and subscribe to it. You point everybody to the store and have them subscribe and immediately, if I have a brand new podcast and I can get maybe 150 people to subscribe all within two days, I can guarantee you that I'm going to bounce right up into either the, lot, the top 50 to top 25 or even the top 10 of the category that I'm in. Um, and of course you, you, I can actually kind of float there for a while as long as I get a good steady stream of people continuing to subscribe to that feed in iTunes. The important thing here is that for, for these rankings to be, uh, counting for people to subscribe to your show, 
they must be subscribing to your RSS feed from the iTunes page for your show. So the iTunes listing. So, um, for example, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, I believe there are some of my links that if you click on subscribe via iTunes, it just opens up iTunes and immediately uh, subscribes you with the, just that one click of the button. It subscribes you right to my RSS feed. It it kind of circumvents the the iTunes store altogether. And it's basically that, that little trick that I saw... Um, shared with you guys quite some time ago that if you create a hyperlink instead of saying http colon slash slash and then your rss feed if you replace the http with itpc colon slash slash and the rest of your thing leaving you know replacing the http with itpc it stands for itunes protocol if you do that it will actually automatically go in and subscribe somebody to your feed directly now, the thing is, though, is you if you have, let's just say you have 85 people who click on that little button to subscribe to your podcast in iTunes, if, if they're not going through the store and they don't hit the subscribe button in the store, and, and it has to be in the store, if they don't subscribe in the store, then those 80 people don't count towards your rankings at all. Um, to me, to, to be honest with you, I'm at the point where, you know what, I, I don't care in, as much as I used to. Unless I have a con- unless I have a podcast that I think really can stand the test of time and consistently bring in lots of new subscriptions, like the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast is is doing pretty darn well. Um, other things that will get you higher in your rankings, it's not just your subscriptions, but it's also the number of reviews that you have, and then actually the and and the reviews are also inclusive the algorithm algorithm i believe is also inclusive of the of the actual ratings that you get so that five star four star three star um those ratings but but written reviews and the starred reviews definitely count in so for example i have had a podcast that's been in the you know in itunes forever and kind of just let it sit there and it used to be called the my crazy life podcast and now it's called pursuing a balanced life and this podcast was just sitting there forever and it, I mean, just never showed up on the radar. And then all of a sudden I did a change of the brand and just na- changed the name of the brand. And I asked people, I said, Hey, if you like the new brand, would you do me a favor and go to, you know, the iTunes store, search for pursuing a balanced life and leave me a written review. And I had a lot of people who did that. And all of a sudden that podcast rose right up in the rankings and it didn't necessarily get new subscribers. It's just all of a sudden there was a lot of activity of people leaving reviews. So it's a combination of uh, your rankings as far as being like in the health category. And then um, there is like for us, we're in the um, fit health and fitness category, the subcategory of health under health and fitness. You know, we do really well there, but it's because of the number of people who are going to iTunes to actually click the subscribe button. It's the number of people who are leaving reviews, both the ratings, you know, the five star ratings and also the written reviews. Those kind of things are going to get you there. Now, here's the deal. You can have a podcast that has, let's just say you, you let's just say you have a podcast and you've got 50,000 people who subscribe to your podcast, 50,000 people over the course of a 30 day period of time. Chances are you're going to be, well, okay, you get 50,000 subscribe in a 30 day period of time. You're going to be in the number one spot in your category, pretty much hands down. All right. And then number two, uh, you, you get those ratings and everything. It's going to keep you up there for quite some time. And, cha- and, and I do believe, I do believe that there is an algorithm that will put you in the new and notable kind of featured section. And in fact, the new and notable is kind of like right up there above the new and notable is above the featured section. And, um, you know, if you, if you really wanted to kind of be a little, uh, nef- is nefarious the right word? I don't know. But if, if you wanted to, you could actually go in and remove your old podcast feed and you can go to FeedBurner and create a new feed and kind of give your show a new title and everything and stuff like that. And then ask people to go and subscribe to your new feed in iTunes and, and you can get back up into that new and notable place. I wouldn't really suggest doing that, but I've, I know some people who have and they, they kind of show up, you know, I, I kind of see their show randomly pull up into the new and notable because you know they're consistently getting a bunch of people to go in and subscribe uh there but anyway uh so the thing is is you get all these people they subscribe to your podcast you got fifty thousand subscribers the thing is though is once you get if you start 
trailing off and you go 40, 50 days and all of a sudden, you know, the number of new subscribers is, you know, you get maybe two or three new subscribers a day from the store, you're going to see yourself really falling back in the rankings. You have to have like a sustained number. So it's not like overall popularity, you know, and, 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 and I guess in a way that that's good for some of us who have smaller audiences, uh, you know, and, and it's, and it's really bad for some of us who have really large audiences. And I've got shows that fit in both of those categories. And, uh, you know, for example, I, I know for a fact that I've got a couple shows that I have, I have more subscribers to my show than, than, than the top three, uh, it, you know, of the other shows combined. And, you know, the thing is, is that, it, that they're getting more subscriptions. They're getting more people to review. And why are they doing that? Because those people are actively engaging their audience, trying to get them to leave reviews and trying to get them to subscribe from that pay from the iTunes. You know, for me, I'm just not all about this, the, the ratings anymore, but the ratings of course, for you are probably attractive because it does get you a little bit of exposure. Um, here's, here's my recommendation. iTunes is not the best place. I, I mean, you, I, every podcaster ought to be in iTunes hands down. It is, it is the, it is the, one of the top two sources of new subscribers to most podcasts, iTunes store. And the second, um, the second, and what is actually becoming even more prevalent for me personally is Google. Google is starting to send a ton of new subscribers my way because they're finding my content as a result of all the search results that people find. And then they start listening and they say, oh, wow, this is this thing I can subscribe to. And, and they find out about it. And then all of a sudden they become subscribers that way. And, and, and the reason I know that is because we have people who become what we call plus members. Those are our premium subscribers to gspn.tv. And I ask everybody who becomes a plus member, how did you hear about us? Where did you find us? How long ago did you find us? And I'm finding more and more people are finding us through Google results than in iTunes. Um, it's a, I'd say it's almost 50-50 now. But it, man, it used to be 70% iTunes. And uh, in fact, in the early days, it was all iTunes. So, uh, I, so iTunes does have some good exposure. But um, it's not the greatest. And, it, and it's not something I would be overly con, you know, obsessed with. Uh, I think there are better ways to grow your audience than to try to, to, to get higher in the rankings on iTunes. Uh, and some of those ways, of course, would be to network with other podcasters, uh, be involved in other communities that, that are actively engaged around the, the niche topic that your podcast is about, and then let the word of mouth quickly grow through the community. And uh, those are, that's a much better way to build your audience than trying to, to get people to just randomly find you in an, in an uh, iTunes featured listing. So anyway, I hope that helps a little bit. I, and again, if anybody else knows exactly how that's all working out there with iTunes, I, I'd love to see some specs. But uh, I, my suspicion is that the biggest thing is they hit the subscribe button on iTunes. They, they actually leave you a five-star review. They click on the five stars and they leave you a written review. You do that, you're going to see yourself go up in the list for certain. That's for certain. I can guarantee it. Um, the other thing I will say and if you haven't done this, go to iTunes and you probably have to be in the store for at least, I don't know, at least two, three weeks, maybe even two months. I don't know. But once once you go into the iTunes store and you can see people who subscribe to this podcast also subscribe to these podcasts. And I think they usually list, list about five or six other, four to six other shows that people who subscribe to your podcast, what else they're subscribing to. And my suggestion is that you find out what those other podcasts are and that you subscribe to them as well, because that that means that there are a number of people who listen to you who are also listening to these other shows. And chances are, if though if there are several people who listen to this other show who are also interested in you, man, if more and more listeners from those other shows knew you existed, they'd probably subscribe to you as well. And so what you want to do is you want to be involved in that community and have a good relationship with that podcaster, start listening to their show and start contributing uh, in, in active ways. Like, for example, let me just play this one more time. Hi, Cliff. This is Dave Dufour with the uh, Creative License and Theater Geeks podcasts. I would imagine that Dave probably gets, I mean, now Dave's called in and said that several times. I would have to bet 
that Dave, you have added new subscribers to your podcast each time you call in and say the name of your show. Now, the thing is, is what happens is you, you've said theater geeks and creative license podcast. Now, you didn't go through and have to tell me everybody what all the URLs. But if somebody hears this, like, man, I totally am a theater theater geek. Man, I would love to, or a creative license. I wonder what that's all about. And I'm sure people have listened to that. And it's like, hmm, I'm going to go Google that or I'm going to search for it in iTunes. They're going to go find it and subscribe to it. I'm going to tell you, I believe that is a ton a ton more uh, valuable way to grow your audience than to try to get your rankings up in iTunes. Another thing is Father Roderick and I are really close. Father Roderick and I talk about each each other's shows all the time, sqpn.com. You know, and, and he talks about my shows and, and he says, man, you guys need to go listen to Cliff's you know, lost podcast over at, you know, over at gspn.tv. And, and, and when all of a sudden a, a podcaster and you and another podcaster are so close that you're actually referring each other's communities, your listeners to listen to each other, there's a lot of weight that goes along with that. And so, in fact, that's going to take me to my next topic, which is stats versus attention and influence. So I get this question a lot. You know, Cliff, how do I track, how do I get good stats on my podcast? You know, I'm thinking about advertising and, you know, they want to know what my stats are. They want to know what my demographics are and all this other stuff. And believe it or not, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm actually considering launching another podcast. And, uh, this time I'm actually, I'm not going to launch this podcast unless I get a sponsor for it. Uh, so I, I've done this once before very successfully. Uh, and get matter of fact, next week I will release the 100th episode of a of family from the heart, which has had a sponsor now for two years, and and that's that show was launched pretty much for that sponsor, um, and now I'm getting ready to create one. I want to create a podcast for virtual assistants and talking about uh, it's going to be called My VA Journey, and and it's going to be me sharing my experience of of hiring a virtual assistant, answering questions. People might have about having a virtual assistant, how to get the most effective use out of your virtual assistant, and all of this stuff. I, however, I've actually already recorded three episodes of this podcast, only one of which is made available for free over at uh, pursuingabalancedlife.com. The other ones, I've been releasing them as I go. And um, what's happened was, um, you know, I, I released epi- part two and part three. They're in my plus member only feed for Pursuing a Balanced Life. But I specifically, I'm specifically recording those episodes with the expectation that I'm going to release it as either its own podcast, eventually open to everybody with a sponsor, or I'm going to put it together as a digital product where you can buy a ten a ten hour audio series, pretty much uh, on everything you ever wanted to know about a virtual assistant. Because I'm I'm actually reco- recording my journey as I go, and so. If I don't get the sponsor that I'm looking for, then I'm I'm basically going to sell that as a digital product where people can buy it and then download it and listen to it at their leisure. Uh, otherwise, uh, if I get the sponsor deal, um, I, and I'll even I'll just tell you right now what I'm throwing out there. It's it's two hundred dollars an episode, uh, four episodes a month, and I need a I need a guarantee for six months. And so basically, that'll be eight hundred dollars a month extra income each each month, and I'm going to get that for six months. And, and I would do this podcast. Now, the thing is, is do I think that I'll get this sponsorship? I think there's a very good likelihood that I will. Now, the thing is, though, is this the, the, the initial response, the first email that I got back from this is like they want to know my democratics, demographics and they want to know my stats. And do you think I'm going to email them my stats and my demographics? No, I, I, I probably won't. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get on the phone with the person that, that would make this buying decision. And what I will do is I will put them in touch with the sponsor of another show that is, is, has a similar kind of arrangement and let them ask how, what kind of response that I've gotten and, and what the experience has been. And also what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell them about the story. And by the way, I'm just going to tell you real quick. I got an email last, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, and this is because I was doing this, my VA journey. I got an email from somebody who says, listen, I've been listening to your VA journey. I wonder, do you mind if I could contact, if my wife could contact your, your, uh, your assistant? 
and ask a couple questions. You know, a couple questions. We're, we're getting ready to have a baby, and she thinks that this would be a great solution for her to be able to work from home. And she thinks that this might be something she's interested in. And so basically what happened was this listener of mine, his wife contacted my virtual assistant, my assistant answered all of her questions. She actually, she actually, uh, interviewed for the company, the, the, well, contemporary VA, I'll just say contemporaryva.com, uh, interviewed for the company and said, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to talk to you about, about working for you guys. Well, guess what? As of, as of today, this, this listener of mine, uh, his wife is now working as a virtual assistant, is employed as a virtual assistant for this company. So what I'm saying here is it, this is the, this is the power of a people's attention and the influence that you have as a podcaster. And I want to, I want to strongly encourage you that if you're thinking about sponsorship and advertising, don't let people, don't let people push you into the stats game. Because the stats games, my friend, they, they mean nothing. They, it, you know what? It doesn't mean anything at all. I mean, what if, what if I told you that I had 100 people subscribe to the My VA Journey podcast? Would that mean that you would pay any more or less? I certainly hope not because the 100 people who are going to subscribe to the My VA Journey, guess what? They're going to hear me go on and on about my virtual assistant and how awesome it is and how easy it is to work for this company. And and I'm not going to be doing it because they're paying me to say so. They're going to, I'll be doing it because I approached them and said, listen, I want to promote you, but man, it would be nice if I could benefit from promoting. Not only that, since talking about just randomly talking about it with my clients and, and other people, I've literally they, I've already got clients of mine who have now hired virtual assistants from this place. And so do you think I'll probably be able to to work out an arrangement with them? You better believe I will. I, I, I'm going to make it happen. Now, will I make it happen with this place? You know, I can't guarantee that. They, I mean, they may be short sighted. They may they may want stats and all that stuff, which you'd be honest with you. I'm just I'm not a stats person. You know, instead, I'll say, hey, listen, you, you you can either take my word for it based upon what the examples of your new employee and the couple of clients that have already worked for you. And all I've done is three episodes. And and to be honest with you, a majority of those episodes are are pretty much only listened to by about maybe 80 to 125 people. And most of those people don't even do any, you know, they don't even have their own business and they don't have any need for, well, at least they don't think they have a perceived need for a virtual assistant. So I, I, I believe I can sell this and I, and I believe I will sell this and I believe you will see a, a, a podcast coming from me being launched sometime within the next month or two called My VA Journey. It's going to be an awesome podcast because I'm going to be passionate about it and I believe in the product and I believe in the service and, and you better believe I am looking forward and I'll even say it again, contemporary contemporaryva.com. Matter of fact, let me just make sure that that's the actual website address. I'm almost positive. Contemporaryva.com. Yes, it definitely is. And it's, uh, so basically I'm, I'm excited about them. I'll tell you about them right now because I'm excited about them. And, and because I've had this positive, uh, experience and I want to tell the world about it, I have the attention. I may not have the attention of millions of people, and it doesn't matter if I have the ten- attention of 10,000 people, 100,000 people, or only 150 people. It does not matter how much it it matters how much the the fact is is whose attention it's whose attention do I have? Not by their demographics of, you know, uh, what kind of income do they make and what, you know, what are their ages. It's it's like it's the individual whose attention do I have? Who am I going? Who's going? Who am I going to attract with a podcast devoted to virtual assistants? People who are considering hiring a virtual assistant, right? Uh, you know, so I mean, it's like if I if I get fifty people who subscribe to this podcast, those are fifty people who are probably very interested in possibly hiring a virtual assistant. And if I can get them over the hurdles that mental blocks and the hurdles and and the control freaks out there, like I am, and and I can say, man, it took me forever to make this decision. And you know what? I didn't go to India. I don't I don't pay somebody four bucks an hour. I pay somebody 19 bucks an hour and I signed a contract for 20 hours a month minimum. And and I'll tell you what, my life has changed. I can't t- and I can't wait to tell people how 
how awesome this is. In fact, I can prove to you that I can't wait to tell people because I've already been recording those episodes, releasing them only to our plus members in the Pursuing a Balanced Life feed. So yeah, I have attention and I also have influence with people because people know about my integrity. They know about my honesty. They know about my transparency and people believe that when Cliff says something, there there's a lot of weight behind it and he what he's saying here, I know I can trust is true. And that, my friends, you can't buy that with stats. There are people out there that probably have podcasts out there that, that have a, a billion more stats than I do, better stats than I do. The question is, do they, do they, they, they have the attention, but do they have the influence? You know, and, and, and what I learned, and boy, it took me a long time to learn this, especially with family from the heart. I had never realized how much influence I had. Matter of fact, Kodak ZI8. Are you listening to this podcast? Have you ever thought about buying a Kodak ZI8? I couldn't believe it. I, for the first time ever, I, I just got like a major check from Amazon. I mean, a big check from Amazon. Um, I did a podcast uh, review of the Kodak ZI8 camera. Uh, and it's one of the prior episodes of Podcast Answer Man. And I put in the show notes, I put the link to where you could buy that on Amazon.com. And that was it had it was my affiliate link. So that if people actually clicked through and they purchased it right from Amazon, I think I made like thirteen or fourteen bucks for each person who bought that camera. Well, let me tell you, my friends, I I recognized real fast how much influence I had when I did that review and immediately saw the amount of money that was due to me from the Amazon Affiliates program go up, 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 up. So it's it's pretty exciting. And uh, so again, stats versus influence, rankings, all this other stuff. The question is, whose attention do you have? How closely connected are you to those people? And what type of influence do you have? And And think about this. How many people do you know that influence your decisions? You know, I'm 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 always influenced. A majority of my, a majority of all of the purchase I purchases that I make are influenced by someone else. Um, I bought a I bought a check writing program. If you don't have never seen this, uh, go to businesstechweekly.com and scroll down until you can find the episode called Check Writer. I encourage you to listen to that. If you are in business and you accept payments. I encourage you to go listen to Check Writer, um, that episode. But anyway, um, this this software was something that you know it seemed a little weird, seemed a little awkward. It didn't seem like it was on the up and up. It kind of seemed like uh, I don't know if this would really work. Uh, well, you know what? This friend of mine told me about it, and because of the influence and the relationship he had with me, I trusted him enough to go out and pay. I think I paid out like 129 bucks for this software. And, and you know what? I bought it. I bought it based upon his recommendation in spite of the fact that the website looked like, man, this, this sure looks a little hokey. And then I got the software and boy, <coughs> you should listen to the episode businesstechweekly.com. Let me go there real quick and I can tell you what episode that is. Uh, businesstechweekly.com and you would want to scroll down to episode number 18. It's available in the uh, in the feed there, that's free for everybody. Uh, yeah, episode eighteen, Business Tech Weekly Check Writer. Listen to that story. I mean, the thing is, though, I, I am saving literally. I'm li- I'm saving about a thousand dollars or more per month as a result of owning that program. And I would have never bought it had it not been the inf- being influenced to, for that purchase decision by my friend Andy Traub. Never in a million years would I have bought that software. Never even considered it, uh, but I bought it. And now you know what? Guess how many other people have bought that as a result of me talking about it? Several people. I mean, several people have gone and buy it. In spite, I mean, you go listen to the episode and hear me read to you the frequently asked questions from it, and you tell me if anybody would buy it if they knew that ahead of time. Absolutely not. But when you know that it works and it's and somebody who tells you that who you've come to know, who you've come to build a relationship with, you come to have a lot of respect and you trust immensely and they tell you it works and how and, and they rave about it, yeah, you'll go buy it. Matter of fact, I encourage you. Go go buy go listen to Checkwriter and then if you if you go and buy it, you call me back and let me know. All right? You call me back and let me know that you bought it. 
because you know, especially especially, let me know if you bought it after listening to the episode. It's it's even more ridiculous when you listen to it. I, I'm telling you, go check it out. Business Tech Weekly, episode 18. All right, well, let me take a break here from talking and let Mark ask his question about voice memo recordings from the iPhone. Hey, Cliff, it's Mark with KSADefense.com. I was listening to your podcast, number 116, about the Apple iPhone voice recorder or voice memo. Absolutely love the application. Made a huge difference. I appreciate your show and keep up the good work. Oh, okay, so there's no question there. Uh, anyway, that's fine. Uh, I'm glad that you're you're enjoying that. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll turn it into a question. Uh, I get people who send me these, uh, these files coming in from the iPhone uh, voice memo recorder, and they usually come as an M4A or something like that. Well, there are some formats that actually come in. I, I don't know which ones they are, but there are some, sometimes I get these little file formats, uh, proprietary app, proprietary. Anyway, Apple formats uh, that come in and they won't play in my pod producer, which is what I use to queue up all my audio clips. If you ever want to know how to convert those to a WAV file or MP3 file, it's real simple. I simply, to make it as easy as possible, I just use iTunes. I drag and drop those into my music library and then I right click and hit uh, create a WAV version of this. And of course, you you set that up by going into your settings on iTunes and where it says under the general tab, there's the thing that says import settings. And this is generally for importing audio from CDs. You know, you can, and I think by default it says it's for AAC. Well, you can actually go in and say, hey, I want to set this up to import these as MP3 files at X number of kilobits per second. Uh, but you can actually go in and tell it to create it as a wave ver- version as well. So that I actually have my, my iTunes is set up to create wave versions of anything that I convert by default so that I can go in and take all these files that come in as voice feedback from people recording them on their iPhones. I drag them over to iTunes, highlight it, uh, right click to convert to wave, and then I drag that file back out to my desktop and then I'm ready to put it into my pod producer program. So anyway, if you're not, if you haven't told your listeners that they can submit you audio feedback using the voice memo app on your iPhone. And by the way, they're able to email you that voice memo right from their phone. They don't have to sync it up and then find a way to attach it to an email and send it to you. There's there's a button on the voice memo app that allows them to send via email and put put in your email. Uh, In fact, you guys can submit questions to me here for podcastanswerman.com. Just send it to, uh, and and the email address you want to send it to is feedback at gs pn.tv that's the generally speaking production network feedback at gspn.tv all right moving on um i you know what you guys i, I want to tell you if you if you don't know who dan miller is you got to know by now depending on how long you've been listening to me dan miller is 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 a guy who has you know written a lot of books uh, two books that have been very influential in my life, uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and another book called No More Mondays. He's best friends with Dave Ramsey, who is uh, who I'm sure I'll, I'll, even more people know uh, as a household name these days. Anybody in financial banking industry that loans people money and puts people in more debt, uh, they know the name Dave Ramsey very well. Anyway, these two guys are just amazing, amazing people who inspire literally hundreds and thousands and if not millions of people around the world. And uh, I put out there one day, you know, that on my pot, on my Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast that I would love to meet Dan Miller because I listened to his podcast and um, and and I, I have a, such a strong respect for him and he's been such an inspiration to me. A lot of the success that I have today in my business as a consultant and in GSPN and everything else that I'm doing, a lot of the success comes from the inspiration that I get regularly from his podcast and from the books that I read that he's done. And I had, one of my dreams was to actually interview him for my podcast and to just have him kind of know who I am and, and that, that, you know, I, I am a quote unquote success story and partly as, and, and he's partly responsible for that. And so I put that out there that, you know, this is one of my dreams. And I, you know, I was reading the book, Think and Grow Rich. 
And uh, it talks about, you know, putting dreams out there and, and, and just, you know, expecting things to happen. And so I did. And, um, you know, the next thing I know, within a couple of weeks, who am I interviewing for Podcast Answer Man? Dan Miller. Well, you know, back even before I even put it out there as a dream, that that was one of my dreams to have that come true. Uh, I had mentioned that, or I had been talking about Dan Miller. I've been talking about Dan Miller ever since I quit my job in insurance to do this full time. And so I've been talking about him forever. And one of my, a lot of people started listening to his podcast as a result of me talking about him. And of course, that again comes down to the influence that I have. So a ton of people are listening to Dan Miller's podcast just simply because I say that I am inspired by it on a regular basis. And if you have never heard of it, go to 48 Days dot com and click on podcast and you'll see links to where you can go and subscribe to his show anyway um i had one of my one of my listeners who said who emailed and says cliff i listened to dan miller's podcast and you know it's like it's it's got great content but man you should contact him and see if there's anything you can do to to help you know you would not if if there's any you should contact him and tell him that you can help him improve his audio quality you know, he he needs somebody to help him out there because it, it's kind of hard on the ears. And I said, yeah, but that, that's just not my style. I don't do cold calling and stuff like that. And I, you know, I, I kind of just put up with his audio and, and because the content's so good. It's one of the very few, and I and I do mean very few examples. Uh, actually, it's the only, no, no, the official Lost Podcast still has some bad audio quality on their audio shows. Anyway, so it's, it's, I have two podcasts I listen or that I, well, I only have one now. Uh, but anyway, I had two podcasts that I listened to with that had bad audio quality, but had great content that I would still listen to every episode of. And Dan Miller was one of those. And so, but when, he, when my, when this person from my audience, from my community says, Hey Cliff, you ought to contact him. I know you could help him. And I'm like, you know, he not, he doesn't know who I am and blah, 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 blah. And, and I really had, you know, it, it was, it was, a, I don't know if it was a confidence issue or, or if it was just like, you know, he's too big and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me just say, folks, if you have a hard time seeing your value, nobody else is going to see your value. And it didn't, it, it took, a, it took me a while to really understand this. You have to have confidence in what you do. And when you have confidence in what you do, and, and then all of a sudden, then you start dreaming big. And, and things that may have once seemed impossible, if you can believe they are possible, and not only possible, that, that, you're, that you just won't stop at anything until it actually happens, well, then, then all of a sudden, then that's where I learned that I could succeed in life. So, like I said, a couple weeks later, uh, I, I, matter of fact, the whole story, if you want to know the whole story, because I'm not going to do the whole story here, but I will do this. I'll go to pursuingabalancedlife.com, and again, that's pursuingabalancedlife.com. And I will encourage you to go to episode number, uh, let's see here, episode number 450 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. And it's titled, Dreams Can Come True. Go, go to pursuingabalancedlife.com, scroll down till you get to episode 450, and listen to the episode titled, Dreams Can Come True. And that'll tell you the whole story. But long story short, not only did Dan Miller uh, agree to do call me and say I'd love to do the interview, but uh, not only did that happen, but he he scheduled time with me afterwards. He wanted to ask me some questions because some other people were talking about me. Said that he should hire me, and then all of a sudden he invites me to come down to Nashville. And you know I've talked a little bit about that story elsewhere, and and of course, and dreams come can come true. But guys. I've had a lot of testimonials that my clients have put together for me. And I can tell you right now that when I'm getting ready to head back down to Nashville, as I said this weekend, when I get back from Nashville, I'm finally going to get around to really upgrading, updating my website with my testimonials. And and can I just play this? And, I, and it, this is, by the way, this is shameless self-promotion right here. And I am not ashamed. I have no shame in sharing this. And I am so excited about it. And I think if you listen, you'll understand why. Hi, this is Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Now, some of you may be familiar with my podcast, and if so, you've heard me talk about Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff is known as the Podcast Answer Man and has proven the validity of that self-proclaimed title. Cliff is the Podcast Answer Man, both in terms of making a podcast engaging and in knowing how to select the best equipment to get the job done. I had Cliff coach me in both of these areas. 
he sat down with me. Now, this is after I'd been doing a podcast for about three years already, but then he gently coached me in some critical areas that I now realize have allowed for some major improvements. I'm so much more confident now in creating a podcast that can stand with the best in terms of professional sound and hopefully content as well. Cliff keeps learning and refining his own podcast and has attracted an enormous following as a result. I highly recommend him as the go-to guy for all things podcast. If you're looking to start a podcast or improve an existing one, Cliff Ravenscraft is indeed your answer man. My friends, I, I tell you, you, you talk about a blessing. And, and, and I mean, for me now, a lot of people look up to sports. You know, they've got their, you know, they're really into sports and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, this, whoever it is that the, is the biggest sports star that you, you would just like die to have lunch with or whatever. I mean, or if I don't, I don't know. It's just like, you know, you have these people that they're just, they're just superstars in your eyes, right? Uh, you know, Dan Miller is that guy for me. I mean, I, I, I'm not involved in the sports. I'm not all that into, and you know, all this other celebrity stuff, but in my mind, Dan Miller's like a celebrity in my book because of how influential he's been in my life. And now I, I, I'm excited to tell you that Dan Miller's a friend. I mean, he and I chat on the phone. We chat back and forth via email, uh, at least once a week now. And have done ever since back in, you know, back in early January when I went down to Nashville and, and uh, hung out with him for two days. Just really awesome stuff. And, man, I am very excited about that that uh, that testimonial. So, you know, very, very much so. And then finally, I'm going to wrap up things here. And I want to just tell you about uh, one more podcast episode. And I would strongly encourage anybody who is really into what's going on with Cliff Ravenscraft in the side of the business, the business end of things. You know, I know some of you are here. You're only here for the technical know-how. You you only care about the answer, you know, the question and answer section and all this other stuff. And 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 that's totally cool. What how whatever you get from this that's a benefit, I'm glad to provide it. But for those of you who are really interested in how Cliff does his business and the the thinking that goes behind so many different decisions that he makes, you know, and and the why he talks about himself in the third person every now and then, and uh, you know all that other stuff. But anyway, you want to know what's going on in my life and what what's going on. Uh, you know, some major, a big, huge, gigantic. I mean, the one of the biggest decisions uh, that I will make uh, regarding my business since I actually decided to quit my career in insurance to do this full time. Uh, it's getting ready to t- take place. I don't have the complete answer that I'm ready to give yet. But if you go to listen to Pursuing a Bounce Life episode 456, which, by the way, there is a hyperlink to this episode. It's easy to follow. You just go to gspn.tv forward slash three words. All right? gspn.tv forward slash three words. And you can put in the number three and then W-R-O-R-D-S, or you can type in T-H-R-E-E words so gspn.tv slash three words it'll take you right to the episode i encourage you to listen to it because the three words and i'll give you a hint i'll just go ahead and just take i'll take the wind right out of the sails uh but the three words are stop selling equipment now i have some i'll be sharing some exciting updates about you know the the advice that i had been given that might improve my life and profitability in my business and uh, and everything like that. If you want to hear why he, uh, one of my existing very good ongoing clients has suggested that I stop selling equipment, uh, I really highly encourage you to listen to this episode. Uh, GSPN.tv slash three words. And uh, also, want to let you know that um, you know I'm I I've, I can I think I can already tell you this. I'm not going to stop selling equipment, but I am going to stop. Uh, selling equipment the way that I do it today, uh, and, and I don't have the full details, but I will just—I'll just go ahead and preface it by telling you that I'm going to—I'm ha- actually going to reduce the number of packages that I have available, and those packages will be available for purchase. And I may even create other smaller little packages of other items that I'll make available. But as far as you know, people saying, "Hey, can I get a? Can you build me a custom package and all this stuff?" I think I'm going to get rid of that side of things and instead sell uh, instead of that I'm going to focus on doing 
you know, 30 minute consultations. It'd be, when it comes to consulting with me, I've always had like a, a minimum of one hour of consulting. But for somebody who's just starting out and they need to get their equipment, I, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to start having and booking 30 minute consulting calls. It's going to be a 70. It's just going to be my normal rate only. This will be the only time you can get like a half an hour only of my time. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start having 30 minute consult calls for $75. And at that time, I will actually sit down and and, uh, figure out what people's needs are and help them figure out exactly what they need and draw them diagrams and all that other stuff. And then at the end of that call, if they want to buy the equipment from me, that's fine. Uh, I'll be happy to do that. Or, of course, at the end of the call, they could go and get that equipment anywhere they want to get it. That's fine, too. But what, what's been going on, of course, is I've been spending a lot of time every week doing equipment consults, and I sell, you know, I sell a lot of equipment, uh, but what I found is that when I take all the profit that I've made over the last four months, and I divide it by the number of hours that I have spent doing all the things involved with that equipment, I've been making about $12 to $32 an hour on average. And equipment consulting, the equip, just the equipment consulting that I've not been charging people for, um, that I do, it's actually keeping me from a lot of people who are now wanting to hire me at my normal rate of a one fifty an hour. And today I'm actually getting to the point where I'm actually I'm already booked up for next week. Uh, all of next week, I, I think I have two two open slots next one next Wednesday, one next Friday. And then the rest of my week is completely booked. And the week after that is already halfway booked. So what's going on is is I was actually losing out on a lot of opportunity for these ongoing consulting clients who are now buying 10-hour blocks of my time. And I've just, I've just hated not being available to those people sooner because I've been saying, you know, it's like, I, or I haven't been saying, but I've been blocking out, you know, two to three hours every day to process all the emails and everything else that comes in with equipment sales. So I am getting ready to switch some things up. I will be doing another episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life, episode number 457, which I'll, I'll even share in more detail, maybe what some of my thinking has been. Anyway, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. If you want to hire me to be a consultant for you, give me a call 859-757-1399. God bless.